Hello, Hashtag Verse TV family, and welcome. It's week 188, and as par for the course for Hashtag Verse TV's introductions, I'm Aaron Mack, if I didn't say that. But I will pass the baton on to our good friend, Basic Complexity, to take it away with our song decisions for the week. Basic complexity, what do you have to say? Kevin, my friend. All right. Um, well, first, wanna say, hey, what's up, everybody? Um, now you if you've been watching us for a while, you should know that typically I've switched it up like one week new song first. Another week or song first. Um, this week in particular will be the newer or new-ish song. Um, obviously not brand new, but within the last 10 years. So somewhat new. Um, and my fairly new song for this week would be the song called Do It by Chloe and Holly. And just want to say I loved the music video. Can we say I can be? <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm sorry, the song is from the 2020 album Ungodly Hour. And like I said, I didn't even hear the song until I saw the music video and yeah, it got my attention. That's what I got. And my new song is 2021 and that is up by cardi b and I, I had to shout out our good friend cj who in my opinion did an outstanding c mix to the song up like it was amazing and um i went to this event with a friend of mine not too long ago up here in cleveland and um they played up at the event and um, it, it, it was a, I guess, a, a mixed crowd. Um, well, not, I guess, mixed crowd, but men and women, perhaps of mixed uh, sexualities. <laughs> um, when they played up, it was so interesting to hear however many deep voice men rapping Cardi B's lines for line. And maybe heterosexual men love up too. You know, I mean, she's Cardi B, right? Like, like she's, except she, she's wonderful. Like, who doesn't love Cardi B? I'm now loving Cardi B. And um, it was interesting hearing those, the deep voice men rapping um, up, you know, a face bump, ass stack, rat stack of sack height, you know, and hearing the men like, it's like, okay, all right, very good. And um, it reminded me years ago, 
I went to a Pride celebration in D.C. D.C. Pride. And, um, well, at the time, I think I was living in D.C. or maybe Laurel. And um, at, at that, that, that was actually the event where I met last O. And um, at that event, they, Nicki Minaj was new. Okay. And this will sort of give everybody a time frame for it. But Nicki Minaj was new, somewhat new. And um, it was when she had that duet with Ludacris, My Chick Bad, My Chick Bad, My Chick Hood. And um, oh. <laughs> hearing the, the, like, the gays love some Nicki Minaj. Uh, <laughs> um, just hearing all of those deep voice men r- rapping like word for word, Nicki Minaj is uh, uh, 16 or, or, or whatever for the hot cream, I'll write it hot 16. But hearing her rap, hearing them rap her part of that song, it was like, it was, it was just magical, like being in the club and uh, just, just hearing those deep voice. Anyway, I, I'm sorry, I'm man, I can't help it. Let, let me set up. Basic complexity. Well, crazy. But fairly older song. I cannot believe it's been that long. All right. It's not incredibly old, but I'm pretty sure most of you, or some of you, may remember the song by Solange. And Song T O N Y, which is basically a what is acronym for the other night Y. And yeah, I just immediately fell in love with the song. Um, see. Yeah, and the song was from back in 2008. Her album, The Soul Angel and the Hadley Street Dreams. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) And my older song, oldish. We're sticking with the early 2000s here, right? <laughs> and uh, for me, it's a little bit older. Um, once again, I'm taking it back to my musical heyday, if you will, 2002, <laughs> with Mariah Carey's song, The One, from her Charm Bracelet album. I yeah. love and have loved that song for years. Like, a- a- every guy that I would date, I would always be like, but I'm scared and I'm nervous that you might be the one. And I promised myself that I wouldn't give it to love. And uh, every guy, but I, I was talking with Basic Complexity before the show about how it's, we songs like that from 2002. And for me, like I, I realized that was what, sophomore year in college. And I was like in my early, earliest of early 20s. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Whitney Houston also released one of my favorite albums around that time with Just Whitney. And I loved both of those albums. Like, like that was dueling divas, if you will. <laughs> and dueling divas with great albums. And I was talking to Basic Complexity. I was like, you know what I just thought about? We were really like the target demographic for the music industry at yeah. that time. So is it that we love those albums because they are so uniquely exceptional? Or is it that they're uniquely exceptional in addition to the fact that musically it was really catering to us? You know, like the music industry doesn't really cater to the 39-year-olds like not, not 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 like that, you know, not like the 21 year olds. But actually, yeah, 2002 is the year we turned 21, right? I I, I think that was it. Maybe. No, nah, um, you said 2002. Yeah, because both of those albums came out 2000. We didn't turn 20 until 03. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> You are right. Oh my gosh. So that's oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. You're absolutely right. So yeah, 2002, we were 19. So yes, but th th that point still stands though, as far as we were like right in there for the target demographic for the music yeah. industry. You yeah. know, that's right. We were 19. That was the year we turned 19. Oh my gosh. Anyway, but yes. I, I I love the one by Mariah Carey. Yes. That's one of my favorite songs ever. You know, and, and it, yes. Anyway, the titles of the topics, and you all can find out what they are by staying tuned to the show. Hashtag Verse TV, stick with us wherever you're seeing us. Thank you, and I see you all out there. Thank you. Yes. And yes. The, the first topic is hashtag Jennifer and Whitney. The second topic is hashtag worth it. The third topic is hashtag overdue respect. The fourth topic is hashtag still DL. And uh, we um, maybe that will go into a discussion on a open marriages and stuff, but uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Anyway, let's go ahead and get this show on the road. Are you ready, Basic Complexity? Yeah. 188. Let's do it, my friend. All right. Hashtag Jennifer and Whitney, ellipsis, at underscore Petty King. Hashtag Verse TV 188A. Screen text, Jennifer Lopez, Whitney Houston rehearsal footage. My initial reaction to that was, huh, the golden <laughs> age of TV is long gone, right? <laughs> and 
long <laughs> gone as in like decades ago, many decades ago. And yeah. it's people don't rush home to watch TV like they used to, right? right. And not, uh, not, not families, particularly young families, aren't going to rush home to catch the Grammys like they used to back in the day. You know, or and even TGIF. People don't rush home to see TV like they used to back in the golden age of TV. And I think the golden age was like what in the fifties or something. I I don't know, but people aren't rushing home to see the Grammys like they used to. And in a capitalist society, views equal ad revenue. So the views matter. And they would like to do wild, interesting things to get people viewing their shows and such. And similar to what they did with the uh, the slap heard around the globe that <laughs> still remain nameless, but everybody knows what I'm talking about. But similar to that, they do stuff like that to drum up interests in shows and i will say that as an 80s millennial right i am an 80s millennial and before my family moved to new orleans louisiana i spent the first part of my childhood in new york and as a result clearly of course i love jennifer lopez i i do i do like she represents for us and um also with any professional vocalist, anybody who sings a lot, you are bound to build your vocal ability and not necessarily show it on albums because it's like you have a sound on your albums, but your vocal ability must build as you use your voice a lot. So I, I think it's interesting how, how they're rearranging the songs to fit J-Lo's vocal mm. range, Jennifer Lopez. And it's like, oh, okay, so that's how they're doing it. Cool. I, I, I'm cool with it. And I am curious to hear what they do with it. Now, and again, I, I love Jennifer Lopez. And of all in all of my 39 years, every single Puerto Rican brother who I dated what Jennifer Lopez was like queen of everything, period. <laughs> everything. The undisputed champion, period. And I respect that. Now I stand for Whitney Houston. And I, I would try to be like, well, what about Whitney? And they'd be like, J-Lo. And I'm like, oh, okay. But uh, of course, Yolanda, somebody like Yolanda Adams or Jennifer Hudson would be a better choice for Whitney Houston's legacy. But the, the Grammys don't give an F about uh, Whitney Houston's legacy. They're just wanting to get butts in seats and eyes on screens. And I think that many will be surprised. Oh, yeah. And, and that was it. They're just trying to get butts in seats and eyes on screens. And basic complexity, maybe I'll finish in the one minute. Oh, all right. Um, all right. After hearing, um, after hearing this, I can honestly say that 
Jennifer Lopez was or has a voice, definitely. Um, now, she really isn't a belter, but she does have a voice. She gave Trey a tune. And that's what I have. Okay. And my one sentence is, I think that many will be surprised. That's it. Basic complexity, what's your one sentence, my friend? All right. Um. Now, I like Jennifer Lopez. We make that very clear. Um, but in my personal opinion, just me, I personally like her third album, This Is Me Then, the best. Me too. Th 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 that's my favorite uh, Jennifer Lopez album. It's my understanding yeah. that she's, side note, um, doing something because she started that album in relation to a Ben Affleck allegedly or whatever and now that they're back together or whatever she's doing a like this is me now or something some, something and um but yeah uh this is me then was like my favorite uh Jennifer Lopez album and, and I I love me some Jennifer Lopez like I said you know I spent the first part of it in New York so I have to but um uh, Anyway, and well, and I'm gay, right? That, that part. Anyway, but yes, okay. So are you ready to move on to the next topic, my friend? Yep. All right, and I will go first here again. Hashtag worth it. At Tamsin Fidel. Hashtag verse TV 188B. Dating advice from a 51-year-old who used to be a matchmaker. If a guy is trying to decide between you and someone else, they've already decided. Make the decision for them. If you're single, do not plan your whole weekend around one guy and one date. Keep your options open. This one's going to be controversial, but don't sleep with somebody on the first date because what are you going to do on the second date? And don't spend too much time on a dating app. Once you've made a date, get out the door. Don't spend time texting back and forth. Dating advice from a 51-year-old who used to be a matchmaker. So, my initial reaction is I love her and the fact that she owns her age, all right? And she's using her age as a way into her niche. And at 39 years old, yes, yes, I, I, I have nothing but respect for that, you know? I, I, I dig it. Now, my connection to it, in terms of her four points that she made, the first point, I simply don't fully agree with that. And I, I think about how in my 20s, I messed up potential great connections because they said stuff like, oh, well, you're, you're number one, baby. But yeah, I, I'm dating somebody else, but you're number one. And mm -hmm. I would feel... Um, that I, I would feel upset about that and I would run them away with my uh, insecurity as, as a result, basically. 
And um, I now see the uh, air of my ways back then. But um, I, I should have put up like a little bit of a fight, but not as much of a fight as I did. Then like, oh, you're seeing somebody else? Okay, well, you know, I don't feel great about it, but okay, you know, maybe just a little bit of a fight. Anyway, my her second point, I, I say yes, absolutely, and if they cancel and you haven't made any other plans, your weekend is kaput. So yeah, don't center your weekend around one dude, okay? And I had to learn myself to enjoy going out with myself, by myself, and going like going to eat with a podcast of mine in one ear or a book of mine in one ear and just be myself, you know? I, I say one ear because you never know who, who's gonna um, approach you for whatever reason, but still just one ear. And um, even as like a self-care Saturday, you know? Self-care Saturday, anyway. But, um, and I actually had one of those recently, it was dope. Um, and for a third point, yes, but, uh, in my thought days, I tell, uh, I, I, back in my thought days, as far as not having sex on the first day, I, I would tell myself in my thought days that, well, if I do a really good job sucking him off, he'll stick around and he'll mm -hmm. never, never stick around. Not for me. I know it happens for some people, but not for me, not on the first date. And, um, but to make, I don't think that she's saying that sex should be the peak of the connection, the, the zenith of your connection with somebody. Like second date, what she's saying is after the first date, what else will there be? Basic complexity, I'll, I'll finish it in the one minute. But the first point, I would say, yes, I could understand that type of thing. But if you're younger, then I would suggest um, exploring the fact that at current, you are single. Um, think about it this way. You are basically trying on different outfits at a department store. Like, they, you're trying to figure out what works for you. All right. Um, with the second point, I'll say that I completely agree with keeping your options open. Um, you are not tied down as of yet. At the very least, you have a, have a second option or you can even say a plan B if you wanna call it that. Um, thirdly, personally, I would not care if you sleep with someone on the first date. 
Now, I'm not advocating for it, but at the same time, do you, well, of course, safely. The fourth topic, um, I agree that you shouldn't be solely focused on a dating app. I mean, these days it is easier, much easier to meet someone that way. But you do should get out at times. Right. In my one minute, followed by my one sentence, I'll say, I'll finish up. Okay. So, yes, I, I, I agree with not spending all your time on the app. And like our fine 1983 brother, Aziz Ansari, said in his book, Modern Romance, he was like, the, the book suggested that you have about seven message exchanges, like him, me, one, him, me, two, him, me, three, et cetera, seven message exchanges. And then you should start working to meet up in person, in a public place, not meet up to like go suck his dick, like honestly, like I used to do. But uh, you, you got to be safe, y'all. You got to be safe. And, um, but yeah, meet up, like maybe go somewhere for eats, somewhere for uh, coffee, if you drink coffee, somewhere for ice cream, if you eat ice cream, you know, you, you should be setting that up by the seventh message exchange, because you don't want to spend all of your time dating online, because the book explained it's a misnomer that it's online dating you're not dating somebody online you're meeting somebody from online to date them in person and my one sentence is perhaps it's less about where you are currently on the list his list without sex but it's your honest matching plans for each other going forward and yeah that that's my one sentence basic complexity what's your one sentence all right um well it's not probably not exactly one sentence but it's still short um i agree with her statement to keep your options open because in all honesty you just never know what will happen. Hashtag Verse TV. I'm Aaron Mack. Kevin, AKA Basic Complexity. Hashtag Verse TV family. Hashtag Verse TV. Hashtag Verse TV family. 188.